This is Faith. And this is Anna. And this is Let's Just Go For One, a podcast about kind of normal women talking about kind of normal things. This is our dedication to all the good feels that come from just spending even just a half hour with your bestie. All topics include celebrities, to motherhood, to marriage, to divorce, to wellness, astrology, and the latest beauty trends. Whether you're at your desk, in your car, working out, or just enjoying some alone time. Hey, Faith. Hey, Anna. Let's just go for one. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> this is Faith. And this is Anna. And, and welcome. Is... Oh. 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 <laughs> Let's just go for one. <laughs> we just had like a technical breakthrough over here. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and the sound check was so phenomenal that we decided we're going to leave it. So, wait till the very end of the episode. We're going to put it at the very end because we did a sound check. And during the sound check, so we, we have these amazing, all this amazing technology and new equipment. And we're like, wow, this is amazing. And then the second episode with all of our brand new equipment, we're like, wow, one side of our headphones don't work. And, and, and now we just looked, we've done 20 episodes in season two. Uh So 19 of them, (laughs) we have had only one headphone noise or sound coming through. So we're like, well, whatever. Season three, I'll have to buy new headphones figured out. We pressed a button on, what is this called? Mainframe? I don't even know what this is called. No, it's, it's definitely so not mainframe, but... Um, what is it? Uh, we, soundboard. 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 So our soundboard has a lot of buttons. And we're like, wow, that one button's turned all the way down. What would happen if we turned it up? And magically, we have <laughs> sound in both sides of our headphone now. It is... But, Phenomenal. But now that I can hear us so well, I feel like we sound like the sweaty balls ladies again. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because now I 100%. can actually hear us clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is interesting. Hear everything, like yeah. breathing and everything. Yeah. So we hope you guys can't hear that part. <laughs> but we are back and our technology is not failing. No, it's not. <laughs> so it's going to be in tip top shape for yep. season three. We have failed technology, but yeah, technology which... has yet to fail us in this particular Um. Mm-hmm. Instance. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, last episode of season two. Super exciting. Also, our one year anniversary. It's our one year anniversary. Cheers. Cheers. Drink of the podcast is some Prosex. Prosex, because I mean, Prosecco has been what we've kind of kicked everything off with, and it's always what we use to celebrate. So, we figured this is how we're going to end season two. I think it's like kind of crazy that we're ending season two and it's our one year anniversary at the right. same time, right? That was like not planned. It was not. No, and that season- is how the cards fell, right? Season one, we did in like 
three months and then took like a month and a half off. And season two, we just realized we started in November. Uh huh. So December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Seven months. That's a long ass time. We have been recording for seven months <laughs> so straight. Almost all of our one year has been season two. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but when we started, we banged out a ton of episodes in like that three and a half months. We banged out like 17 episodes. I love that you said banged out. We sound so sexy. I know. We, we totally do. We banged out a ton of episodes. Yeah. We're yeah. efficient. <laughs> and, and we still managed to keep our season going amidst quarantine. Yeah. I also will say the reason why this season got pulled out so long was because of quarantine, which was three months uh, or oh like two God, and a half yeah. months. So that was like a lot of it, too. No, that was straight up three months. And then we did all the lives during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So if you include those, we've done like a lot of episodes. Yeah. We've like totally killed For it. For the season where we said we were going to cut back. Yeah. Well, Although, that's, that's I mean, it, it was goes. it was a lot longer though. Yeah, it was a lot longer. So, it's <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, walk of shame. Yes, we were actually talking, and I mean, as far as we know, I'm sure as soon right. as we're done, and now we're going to say this and put it into the universe. Someone mm-hmm. will give us a one star and tell us how terrible we are. Right. But we actually had so much positive feedback from our last episode that we decided to rename it the Walk of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, everybody who reached I out. I know. You guys, like, we literally, like, anybody who reaches out ever, we, like, screenshot it or, like, tell the other person right away. Like, it means more to us than you guys know having that positive affirmation because sometimes we're, like, we could be talking and no one could be listening. We don't even know if 100%. people are listening. So the fact that you guys are still listening and we're hitting our one year and you still not only are listening, but you love us and are giving us good feedback, mm-hmm. it it's, means more than we can say. 100%. So thanks, guys. Yeah. We wouldn't be here without you guys. True that. True that. Do you have a wait what? Well, this brings me into my wait what. Okay. I have to be totally transparent here. We just recorded the segment we're uh, going to attempt to do again three times. This This is is our third third time because we totally had wrong information (laughs) the first two times or we didn't say the right things because we, yeah, we were trying to figure shit out here. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, I have a couple wait what's. Yes. And just we're going to say this briefly because <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I was a gigantic fan, but um, it's official. Our podcast currently makes more than Stassi's. Oof. Yeah. R.I.P. Stassi's career. Yikes. And she wasn't the most loved person on Vanderpump. Mm-mm. Anna was one of the people who didn't yeah, so much I love didn't, her. I didn't really love her. I'm sorry. That's okay. She, You're allowed. You're, We're all allowed to love and not love who we like when it comes to reality show TV people. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm definitely, you know, a little sad because I did. I was a big fan of hers. However, mm-hmm. um, you know. Rightfully so. She has lost quite a bit. Right. She is pregnant. So I feel like that whole announcement is yeah. a little ill-timed. A, a little calculated. Yeah. Sure. Um, I will <laughs> say, though, not for nothing, but Jax Taylor should, I totally agree, he should mm-hmm. also be fired. I like, do think so, too. How the too. fuck does that guy skirt through life getting away with all the shit he gets away with? Well, for our next topic, let's talk sexism. No, oh, we have no, yeah, we have right. no room in 2020 to right. deal with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, no, we already have too many battles we're fighting right now. We can't yeah. even bring this up, but That's for sure, you know, 
this is what I will say. I think it it has to be hard because, mm. and this is what I'll say, and this is not a good thing. Mm. And I think that, you know, whenever there's been anything going on lately, and there's been a lot, right? I most of what has happened, I'm incredibly affected by, but I am privileged enough to not personally been on the suffering end of what has been going on. Right. So when I hear things, I shut my mouth and start listening. Yeah. Because the last thing I need to do is react to things that I don't know about fully. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I first heard about the Stasi thing, I had to stop and think. And, you know, I try to find where the bigger problem is here. And this is what I will say. And this is where I think her judgment went wrong on a lot of levels and where the line's probably mixed for her. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's a reality star. Mm -hmm. She has gone through a lot of shit on TV. Mm -hmm. In reality TV, you are rewarded for doing shitty things. Oh my God. In reality TV, you are rewarded for conflict. Yeah. You are rewarded when shit hits the fan. You're rewarded sometimes for being a terrible person. Exactly. So she's been on that show for however many seasons, right? We watch all of it. Absolutely. (laughs) And I feel like the line gets a little muddled, right? Mm -hmm. Now here's the problem. When you have a platform like a book or a podcast, right? Okay. That's a different platform. Mm-hmm. You're now at a platform where you need to speak facts, as we have learned, mm-hmm. and you need to be. Um, I'm trying to think of what the word is, but essentially, people are looking at you in a different way. It's a different form of media. Right. Stassi had a lot of fans that went from her show to her book to her podcast and loved all of it. And that's mm-hmm. why all of it had to get canceled. Right. But I think when you are a reality TV person, you have to really start thinking about the fact that your bad behavior is what's always getting kind of all of the 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 um, positive attention. That's what gets you paid more. Right. But if you want to branch out into other platforms, you have to be aware that that behavior is not okay in the normal world. 1000%. So, um, you know, I think because of that, we're going to see more firings like this. I think we're going to see more things happen like this. I totally agree. Jack should have been fired too. Um, they have to understand that Bravo, who is also owned by NBC Universal, they have their own face and their own sponsors and their own, own advertising and their own stance on all of this. Yeah. And they're, uh, this is going to be, unfortunately for her, the only thing I will say, she's the first to get fired and she is going to be made the example of what not to do. Right. Um, some people don't think the crime fits the punishment. I'm not the one to judge. Mm-hmm. All I know are facts and the facts are she was fired from all of them right. and she won't be the first or the last. Right. Oh, 100%. So she got Joe Judiced. Oh, I know she did get Joe Judiced. <laughs> It's a verb now. <laughs> I like that we've turned him into a verb. I know. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So anyways, that's my first weight what. Do you have any weight what's? Oh, I do. <laughs> so um mine has nothing to do with anything of relevance, but it's big garbage day in the village. Oh, well, it big, is big garbage week. <laughs> and you guys, first of all, it's the first one since COVID. It is hit. So you know that streets are lined with shit because people had a lot of time to go through their stuff. That's so true. 
It's yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so much stuff out there. And even I was like, you know what? No, I don't want that anymore. I found pieces of my crib. I'm like, I don't even own that crib anymore. Why what? just pieces? What happened to the rest? They were in a box. I oh. gave it away. And I was like, oh, I don't. And the girl who, who, um, took the crib, I was like, I don't even think your, your baby's a baby anymore, <laughs> but if you need these pieces, let me know. Like it was great. So I put a bunch of shit out there. Yeah. I was super excited about it. Now, what I did was I have a box of kids' books. Oh, nice. like the library didn't want them. Daycare didn't need them. So I'm like, what am I going to do with these? So I'm like, oh, I'll put a sign on them that says free kids' books and then put the box outside. So I did, and I pivoted it so people could see it as they drove by. Right. So I went to go pick up dinner. We ordered Juicy tonight. Oh, yum. And on the way home, I see... I see a woman who is pulled over. Okay. And I'm on kind of a busier street. You are. She's pulled over in front of the box of books, looking like through the books. And I'm like, ma'am, this is not Barnes and Noble. (laughs) This is a box of free children's books. Like, Either take them or don't. Take them or don't get COVID like, all over she's us. She's browsing through these books. I was like, is she fucking out of her bird that she's doing this? Oh, my God. And I'm like, what the hell is this lady doing? Because sometimes I forget my kids are in the car. Jude was in the car. He goes, what? what is she doing? I'm like, yeah, right? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Hilarious. I'm oh, like, my gosh. Oh, God. That now is actually like, pretty epic. It was hilarious. Oh my God. Okay. So go ahead. What's your other weight? What? Oh my gosh. I don't think I, well, my other weight, what I've been wearing my press on nails, which I get lots of compliments about. They do look great. Uh, yeah. I can't believe I should do that because I bit all of mine in quarantine. Well, one popped off on my way to this podcast and it happens to be my middle finger. I love that. Yeah. So I feel like that was a sign from the universe. Like yeah. this is what, you know? Yeah. So speaking of middle fingers, we went back to work. No. <laughs> We, I've now been at work for two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right, because last time you weren't there. Last time I wasn't there, we, we were just about to start work again, but we are officially back at work. And I How's feel, you know, it's very similar to quarantine where, like, the good that's come from it has mm-hmm. been really good. And talk about people's true character. Ugh. I would say, like, 95% of our clients mm-hmm. have, like, exceeded my expectations oh, for how good. wonderful and kind they've been. Oh. Um, there's, there's a 5% that really, um, yeah, they've shown their true colors and it's very interesting and, um, they don't make our lives any easier. What I will say, I'm, I'm doing my little PSA for salons Mm -hmm. and really any small business, but especially, um, you know, I've been seeing all these things about like, um, you know, when restaurants open up, make sure you go, make sure you leave double the tip. These waitresses are getting half the tables. They've all come off of unemployment. And a lot of the times they probably made more on unemployment. So Mm. these bosses are like begging them to come back. So you want to take care of them, right? Right. I'm like, how come when hair salons opened, all you saw were like memes of people like rushing, like looting essentially to get their fucking hair done. But when restaurants open, they're like, please be kind, be kind to the servers. I'm like, can you be kind to the hairdressers too? Um, Cause like we're in the same boat. I'm working 12 hour days and I'm seeing oh half the God. amount of clients. So like, that's the other thing too. It's, it's, 
it's an inefficient way to work because mm-hmm. we are not able to get in as many people as we used to be able to. Right. So that's been kind of hard. But I also will say we have learned a lot from this too. There's a lot of things that going forward um, past quarantine or past like how these regulations have been that we're going to adjust to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always like we started to think we we're outgrowing our space. Mm-hmm. And we're like, God, we're really outgrowing the space. What are we going to do? And now because of the way our scheduling has to be, because we have to be at 50% capacity, right. we're starting to realize that we never had a capacity problem. We had a scheduling problem. Oh. We had all girls on all the time, double booked every day. And now we're starting to realize that uh, how to use our time more efficiently. Now we're open seven days a week. Yeah. So we've been spreading out you know, people's shifts. And right. We're like, well, when we double book, maybe we'll still keep these hours because now we're not having too many cars in the parking lot. Now we're not having too many employees there at one time. Now we're not waiting for sinks. Now we're not waiting to mix up color. Like the salon is at half capacity. But, you know, once we can double book again, I think the girls can still make what they used to make. um, Just having a little bit of a scheduling adjust. Right. So we have learned a few ways on how to work smarter once we're out of this. Yeah. The 18 layers of things we have to wear and our hair slicked back every day. I mm. feel like Quasimodo, <laughs> the Asian welder. <laughs> I will say that. I'm like, all of our clients are going to feel pretty when we're standing behind them. It's we very have- Irene Cara. Oh my gosh. And I have to like wear my hair slick back every day. Like you can't have any hair down. Don't you just have to wear it back? You have to wear it back, but you can't have any hair falling in your face. And if you have Mm -hmm. hair like me, you have to slick it or it will fall in your face. Gotcha. I'm like, I don't know. Are there regulations against slicking? No. But otherwise, but like it looks like you look sloppy. Right. And you're taking the mask on off. You got the freaking headgear like you have sleep apnea. <laughs> and it's just it's uncomfortable. You're hot. We have these new vinyl aprons that like are, can be sanitized and disinfected between mm-hmm. clients. So you don't have mm-hmm. to wash them. Mm-hmm. And they are like sweatsuits. Like yeah. I'm like, I better be so skinny. When this is done, because I am in a physical sauna for real of an apron all day. I've literally been wearing like sports bras and bike shorts. Like <laughs> I look like I'm going to work out. I'm like, I don't even have the body for it. And I don't give a shit because otherwise you're going to have my sweat all over you and probably get COVID. So I'm oh literally God. like wearing a lacking amount of clothes. I don't even care. People are getting their hair done. That's all that matters. Um, so I have um, an Instagram friend who posted who also owns a salon and posted that there was a hairdresser in Orchard Park who tested positive for COVID. Oh, God. And now she has come in contact with 25 all of clients. clients. Oh, yeah. Geez. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know what's going on there. But. What she was saying was like, I'm glad that we're able to get the testing every two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you got to do. I'm glad we're able to. I wish it wasn't mandatory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're coming in contact with all these people. We are the only profession that hasn't mandated. What? Look it up. That's crazy. I don't care that it's mandated for us. I just think it's a huge double standard. It should be mandated for everybody in the service industry. Look at the I mean, I trust you. Regulations. (laughs) Not even nurses have mandatory unless you're in a nursing home. There is no other profession that has mandatory 
COVID testing. That's so crazy. I don't mind getting my COVID test because again, I'd rather know I have a family to go home to. I'd rather I'd feel yeah. more responsible knowing. So I have gone every every two weeks. I've wow. actually I just went. This is my third COVID test. Wow. So I've had it done three times. Jesus. However, I think it's crazy that we are the only profession. And if the state health inspector comes in, we are required to show them our results. And if a client asks, we are also required to show our results, which feels a little anti-HIPAA to me. Mm. I just feel like, again, I feel like we're being scrutinized in our industry for like opening. And it's like, then you should have made us wait till phase four. We're the only ones that have to go through this. And the only other thing I'll say about it is we are all working like six to seven days a week. Yeah. And we have to get mandatory COVID testing. I'm like, can they come in a van? Because we are working our asses off, working all these times. And now we have to get mandatory testing. And we're the only ones that have to do that. So So that's the part that kind of bothers me. If mandatory COVID testing was a cross for all these occupations, what are you going to do? But it's a little annoying that it's just our industry. But I will say, so we did a lot of classes and like we did a ton of like, our salon takes it incredibly seriously. Some salons aren't as strict as we are. Mm-hmm. It's their preference. It's fine. We are strict to keep everybody else safe right. and ourselves safe. Right. And the information, the education we received when we were trying to figure out what to do is they literally said, treat every person that walks into your salon as if they have COVID. No. Because if you assume that and you clean like right. that before yeah. and after all of them, yeah. then there should be no way that it, even if a person comes in with COVID that anyone else gets it. Mm-hmm. You should be able to contain that because that's how clean and sanitary are. We have a cleaning log. We have a sanitary step system. Yeah. I mean, we are really on top of it. And I'm really proud of my staff for yeah, adjusting to that because it's been a big adjustment. Yeah, that's a huge one. But I mean, we have been on it and we are doing the rules and we are getting the mandatory COVID testing and et cetera. And it's to keep us safe for our families and to keep our clients safe. And it's fine. I just think it's a little bit um, like coming down on us. That is weird. No other dentist. I went to my dentist. They don't have to wear shields and they don't have to get mandatory COVID testing. I'm like, you're in our mouths. My dentist wears a shield anyway. Yeah, mine did not. The hygienist didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Some dentists do because they have the magnifying glasses right, right, and yeah. stuff. But no, they're not. But they're not required to. Yeah. That's a preferential thing. That's interesting. So I went to my dentist. I'm not going to say their name now. But <laughs> they did not have shields on. They do not have to get mandatory COVID testing. And I was like, you're in mouths. You're. Yeah. You should, and you're actually right over them. We can't even shampoo people for haircuts because we were told that the my head above their face contact is the most dangerous. Yeah. So like we haven't even been doing shampoos, but I'm like a dentist is over you. My hygienist is over me. They're not wearing shields because it's not mandated for them. That's so interesting. So I think that's my issue. Is just like I feel like whoever created the laws for hairdressers. Just they don't have a hairdresser on the New York State regulation team. Yeah. Because they're making our jobs almost impossible. Right. And between the time and the testing and the gear mm-hmm. and all of that we are doing, mm-hmm. it's been a lot. And I we just said it. We're like, did they did they speak to a hairdresser or barber before they yeah, made these really? rules? Because they're close to impossible. But every other occupation is like totally fine. It's like we're like the 
we're the the everyone else is like the favorite child and we're the child <laughs> you're the middle child we're the middle child we have yeah. middle child syndrome oh, about covid i don't blame you so anyways that was you. a tangent wow so in celebration of our one year anniversary <laughs> We, and that was my best Casey Kasem. Uh, <laughs> only some of you know who that is. Um, Carson Daly. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Casey K- <laughs> always Casey Kasem. Rest in peace. Um, so we kind of went through like a wrap up of what season two was. So that's when we realized that we had, in fact, started in November. Yeah. And. And seven months, twenty ago. episodes in oh season my God. two. Not to, I mean, plus all the live ones that we did too. Yeah, and we totally were like, season two is just gonna be like our light season. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna take it easy, chill. and then we really like, hoard out on that one. Yeah, we really did. <laughs> I mean, you guys a lot. We start. Well, I th- I feel <laughs> you're right though. You had said that it was quarantine. Yes, because yes. we had all this extra time. We're like, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> Might as well yeah. podcast. And yeah, <laughs> there's only so much shit you can pull together for big garbage day. Um, so obviously we started with our new equipment, which was awesome. And clearly we are still learning to use. Yeah. Which we also just figured out how to use like seven months later. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're still like, wow, that button does this. That's crazy. That's so cool. That's amazing. I totally feel like I'm just looking at this. What do we call it? Motherboard, space board. What soundboard? Soundboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Motherboard. There's like, I'm looking and there's like easily like maybe like 40 buttons on it. Yeah. That and we, no we've idea. touched like three, four, 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 four. four buttons. And I feel like we're going to play with this and we're going to be like, find a way to like make our voices even better. Like where I'm a, even less dog whistle like. <laughs> like auto tune. Auto tune. Oh my God. We're gonna we'll be like, like we'll be like, like a Kanye West T-Pain. song. <laughs> Yeah. Like, welcome to I can't even do it. I can't even do an auto-tune. It's like I a robot. <laughs> How do you do auto-tune? I don't, anyways. No, it's like that robot on Parks and Rec where it's like, welcome to let's just go oh, for one. There you go. There that was go. much better. That was better. Much better. But yeah, we're gonna be totally auto-tuned for season mm-hmm. two. It's gonna be great. You guys are gonna love it. <laughs> um, but we had so what's your favorite episode? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Oh, my God. Our favorite episode. Okay, well, let's do a quick rundown. I'm going to do like the quick like auctioneers rundown of oh our boy. season. So we had Mountain Time with Emily Saramac, where we talked about shopping. We had Work Hard, Play Hard with Alex. We had the beauty episodes with me and mm. Lisa. Mm-hmm. We had our birthday episode. We had the New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. We had the astrology episode Ooh. with Reverend Ellen. We had the financial episode. Mm-hmm. I still need to learn from that. We, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so can probably use that. Uh, we had the post Costa Rica episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We had the Brian Costello episode about uh-huh. mental health. Uh-huh. We had the porny uh-huh. episode. I don't know what we actually talked about in that, but we're going to call it the porny episode. What did we talk about in that? Obviously hold porn. On. Virgin River. It was Virgin, Virgin River. River. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how um, you, hold on. We had the episode Dirty 30, which was, that was our 30th episode. What what are you looking up? Should I? Oh, oh. the porny one was <laughs> porny one. Yes, <laughs> we 
We had episode 30 where we told everyone they should marry nerds. We had International <laughs> Women's Day episode. Yes. Oh, and the one right before quarantine. The one before quarantine with Beth Cook. Yes. And Hashtag thanks, Brian. Thanks, Corona. Brian Corona, because I told everybody in the universe that quarantine. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That COVID was named coronavirus after the doctor that discovered it. So I put out to the world. Asian doctor's name was yes, Brian, Brian Corona. Corona. So, I mean, talk about false information and facts. Of all the Faith stories, so <laughs> if you don't know Faith personally, you know that when Faith drinks, there is Faith's version of the story. Which I really think is the truth. It's not a lie. It's just in my head that that's the truth. And then what actually happened? <laughs> so of all of the faith versions of oh. stories, Brian Corona is number two, only to number one being that time you told people that I physically fought Punched a guy. someone. Who gave you attitude. And I was like, I did, I did and not I didn't do even, that. I never corrected that one. No, you didn't. I just let people think I, that. I kind of appreciate yeah. that. I'm not going to well, You have to tell them what the Brian Corona story is, though. Oh, the Brian Corona, how you thought that coronavirus was <laughs> I had a client after. who was a nurse. And I said, why is it called coronavirus? I feel like this is bad for the beer company. <laughs> and she was a nurse. So it's not like she's like, you know, I don't know, not in the medical field. Right. And she goes, typically viruses are named after the scientist or doctor who discovered it. So I said, oh, she's not wrong. Yeah, right. So I said, oh, so this was named after a Dr. Corona. And she's like, I guess so. And I was like, oh. yeah. And so like I, I, it was the wrong information, but I was told it from someone that I tried, but this is now I why mean, we fact check. This but is it wasn't really verified no, by it, her. No, 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 of course. But I went with it because I was like, there's a Dr. Corona. And I was like, can you imagine? Where did Brian come from? <laughs> I don't know where Brian came from. I think on the air, you were like, what's his first name? I'm like, Brian. I don't know. So I put out into the universe that coronavirus was discovered by Dr. Brian Corona. <laughs> So, <laughs> if you are Brian Corona, please contact us. <laughs> but I literally put that out there, and we had so many people send us messages like, um, that is not that's, like coronavirus. that's not accurate. Tanya, Tanya was the Tanya. one who was like, um, it's actually called coronavirus <laughs> because it looks like a crown, the actual virus. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I my face actually hurts from laughing. Like that was <laughs> the best. So since episode 32, Faith has been very, very good about fact, fact checking. checking. I have been <laughs> I have improved oh my God. on that. I, I told Anna I fact check my information <laughs> now. Um in my Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Okay, not on here, but of the live episodes. When we all found out that you hate Tom Hanks. <gasps> oh, I thought we could keep this one hidden. No, <laughs> no. You are going down for this one. I don't hate. You do. Dan already told me you do. <laughs> Stop trying to make light of it. But Dan hates Kristen Bell. Okay, that is also wrong. I know. So we have this like hate thing. And you now two belong together. I <laughs> In the bad place. <laughs> well played. Well played. It's 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 like an ongoing thing that one Who time Kristen Bell. I 
I well, I mean, I could go on. He saw what's forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall, Marshall, and he has never forgave. He may have forgotten, but he never forgave Kristen Bell okay. for being Sarah Marshall. Just so he realizes that was a part she played. So because she's I an actress, dislike Tom Hanks because of parts he's played. Which ones? I didn't love Castaway. Okay. I mean, he wasn't a bad guy. He was fucking no. He wasn't a bad guy. I just was like, best friend was a fucking volleyball. Okay, this is how it happened. Dan was obsessed with all these Tom Hanks things. I'm like, I don't even see what the big deal is. I don't even like Tom Hanks. Like Castaway, it was just him. And I like went on a rant one time, and then Dan's like, "You hate Tom Hanks. You're actually the devil." And I was like, "Oh," and then it just stuck. So like ever since then, I'm like, "We'll watch a Tom Hanks movie," and I'm like, "Now I like this one." This is a good one. Dan's like, nope, too late. Done. We're done. We're done. Like, I can't come back from it. No. Where at least I've tried. Like, we watched mm. The League of Their Own. I'm like, look, Dan, I'm watching Tom Hanks. I like him in this a role. Dan's like, their own. Dan's like, don't even try. Don't even try and pretend you like to. And I'm like, okay. Why were you watching A League of Their Own? I was watching it with my girls. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> then I just picture you and Dan on like a Friday night <laughs> snuggled up on the couch. <laughs> watching some Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> But I was, I was watching. We were watching. I'm like, look, it's Tom Hanks. Dan's like, don't even. Like, he won't let me back in the, like, off right. that wagon. Yeah. Stop Whereas, trying to prove yourself. Right. Whereas in a fair point, anything Kristen Bell is in, Dan's like, I hate this girl. Why? It's, turn the channel. And I'm like, no. He's oh. Uh, did you just start playing? <laughs> I suddenly played our episode as we're recording. <sighs> Super cool. Um. Anyways. So anyways, yes, I... Mm-hmm. I at one point had said that no, I didn't love Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks. And, hates and Tom now Hanks. that has become my MO, apparently. Yeah. So yeah. you can't you can't recover from that. I think now um I'm probably in the same boat Stasi was in. I'm going to <laughs> offer an apology directly to Tom Hanks <laughs> in fear that we are going to get canceled. You better uh, because apologize to Brian Corona. I'm gonna it. apologize to Brian. I, I'd like to take this moment. <laughs> to apologize to Tom Hanks and Brian Corona, and I will not accept any. Um, I will not accept any other forms of anyone saying that it's okay unless I hear from them directly. Oh, hmm. yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. I'm, so I'm into it. And and if you choose not to listen to us anymore, I'm very sorry. I really do like Tom Hanks. It was just a joke, and then it stuck to me because. People because could, it was true. Yes, because well, at the time it was. Yeah. And it's like a leech now, and I can't get rid of it. You can't. No. No. It's just forever. Hey, what you I'm know what I was just defined thinking? by? What? When we start season three, maybe we'll be able to have guests again. <gasps> Tom Hanks? Oh. <laughs> I mean, no. If he listens. If I can get an on air apology to Tom Hanks. That would be amazing. Depending on how her shit goes, maybe Stasi, because I feel like that girl's gonna be on like some sort of like redemption tour. <laughs> and we could actually book her. I'm not sure I want She's her. not working. <laughs> I have a lot of... I, yeah, no shit. Although she will be having a baby. She will You be. know what I will say? What? That um, I don't know when she saw that astrologer or she had one on her show. <gasps> I know. At Watch What Happens Live. No, no, no. It was a different one. It oh, was okay. one... I think it was on her podcast. Mm-hmm. She saw one. And the astrologer told her she was going to have a baby before the wedding or like oh. the pregnancy would come first. Also, the astrologer on Watch, Watch What Happens Live, mm-hmm. when her and Bo were on, told her that the wedding date was no good. Well, I that mean, wasn't a good was date doing for it in them. Italy. 
no, but she was like, that date's not going to work. She's like, get married on a different day. She's like, whether you just go somewhere and don't tell anyone Mm -hmm. and they can still think your wedding date is your date, but that's not a good date for you guys. And now how funny they're probably not getting married on that date. I hope they get married. Like, oh, I'm sure they will get married. I still want good things for people, you know, because they're humans and I'm a human. I I don't I don't wish anything bad on anybody Mm -hmm. ever. That's just who I am. Right. Um, so anyways, unless they're Tom Hanks, um, (laughs) you know, I love Rita Wilson. Oh, she's great. She's great. I love her. I want her to be my friend. I know. She won't if you Who hates Rita Wilson? Who's that person? (laughs) I'd like to find them. Yeah. I just need to find someone. Animals. Who who hates someone worse than Tom Hanks. (laughs) Someone who's like kicking puppies around or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. A psychopath. So we had Brian Corona. Then we uh-huh. had our first episode on Zoom. Yes. Because we progressed. It out. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then you know, we're pretty much kind of caught up to where we are now. Yeah. And we've had a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that being said, because holy shit, do we tangent. What was your favorite you episode? Because oh, now I got to go back and shit. figure out what my favorite. Um, so I think, I, I'm not going to lie. It was the one where we talked about the Super Bowl. <gasps> that was a great episode. I think it was the Dirty 30. It was the Dirty 30. Oh, hold on. I'm going to play this because by accident, but <gasps> that's also we when we were talking it. about Love is Blind. <clears throat> oh, God. That was so good. Do you remember when our biggest problems in the world? <laughs> Why everyone is were... <laughs> yelling at Wegman. Oh, what? my God. Why? When our biggest problems in the world were Mark and what's her name again? 35 year old Jessica. Jessica. I miss the times when Jessica and Mark's dysfunctional relationship were the worst problems of the world. <laughs> I'd Wait, like to no. go back to that. It was episode 27. 27. Hold on. Episode 27. Girls Got Needs. Uh, oh, yep. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Because we talk about show. Costa Rica and then we talk about the halftime show. Halftime show. It was just, it was so, it just cracked, that whole episode cracked me up. That was a good episode. And, I mean, we were like real, um, Real excited. Uh, oh, and we have the listener question. Oh, yeah. Was that all that episode? That was all that episode. I, do we ever know what happened with that listener? We hooked her up with one of the bachelors. Did we ever find out? No. I don't think it went anywhere. Well, I'm they... currently not talking to him because he goes to me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> They started dating. Oh, yeah. The heavy petting on the plane. I told you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they started dating. And then quarantine happened. Mm -hmm. So I think like most things, quarantine ruined it. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I'm trying to think of what my favorite episode was. I honestly think, and maybe I just suffer from long-term memory loss, but really my favorite episode was the last one we did. Oh, that was a really good one. What happens in quarantine. Yeah. Mainly because I feel like it was a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. In a lot of areas, mm-hmm. I have recovered from my Brian Corona incident and I was fact checking. <laughs> and I also think that was so I will say this. Um, there are topics that I have always not spoken about. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't feel passionately about them because that's very different. Right. But I don't outwardly speak about them because with my job. And possibly my husband's future job Mm -hmm. and how many people I see. Mm -hmm. I have always refrained from speaking how I feel because I would never want someone to feel like they couldn't come to me. Right. It 
I, truly, it was to not ever make someone feel excluded. That's where my intention was, mm-hmm. whether it was the right one or not. Mm-hmm. I've never really voiced a lot. And our last episode, Anna was like, I want to talk about this. This means something to me. And I'm like, it means something to me too, but I'm very worried about talking about it because, you know, I, 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 I get worried. I'm, I'm still in that kind of train of thought that you keep your mouth shut and you do your job. And it's still kind of entrained in me. Mm-hmm. And we had a discussion before we did the podcast and, you know, a lot of it was political and Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is that Anna was so ready to go there and so ready to talk about it. And it really encouraged me to have the courage mm-hmm. to speak my mind. And talking about platforms and the differences is, again, who I am as Faith the Hairdresser can be separate from who I am on this podcast. Yeah, If I have a platform and I don't use it, I'm doing a disservice to the people who need us exactly. to. Exactly. And we're not going to get into Black Lives Matters until more the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But Black Lives aren't going to matter until the people who have to be honest, people of other races who have the platforms to start standing up for them more right? until we do our part. Yeah. And that became very apparent to me. And I think uncomfortable conversations are what's going to help change this nation. 100%. And for me, that was, I felt supported and mm-hmm. uh, not cowardly about speaking about something controversial. Right. And for me, and this is different for everybody, for me, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I would not have done it if I didn't see Anna show the courage she had just ready to go there. And and that kind of paved the path for me to be like, damn right, we're going to do this. And I felt really proud to be a part of it too. And it just felt different. It was a shift for me. And so because of that, Mm -hmm. that's my favorite episode. Yeah, I will say that I do think that our last one was probably um, our our most vulnerable one. Yeah. And that is like, I think that a lot of people, especially when we talk about Black Lives Matter, and I, like you said, we'll talk about this later too. um, People are so worried about getting it wrong. Absolutely. I mean, just earlier, we... We did three takes on a topic about Sassy getting fired. Because because we didn't didn't want to offend anybody. And we didn't want the wrong message to come out. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, you can have the best of intentions, but your intentions can still hurt people. Like it has. Yeah. For so many people. Yeah, exactly. So I think that, um, like for us, we want to make sure that Number one, we address it and we address it the best way we can. And between the two of us, like I know that we've both been working really hard to learn, to unlearn, to unlearn everything that we've been taught our entire lives. Yep. And now to learn like the truth, essentially. Agreed. And I think for for us, for both of us, that was um that was really big. And I mean you know, coming out of quarantine, like we talked about last week, like it was a lot of shit has come up, man. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. A lot of shit. And I also will say this, like, I don't know what is going on <laughs> in the world. Like it is mm-hmm. so crazy. But I will say 
for me, which we talked about go- coming out of quarantine and all the things I learned and the person I am and how you said the person you were at the beginning of quarantine and mm-hmm. the person you were at the end of quarantine are two different people. Right. But I also think there's a lesson in I came out of quarantine r- like a firecracker ready to like do. And then the first lesson I had to learn was sit down and shut up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. wow, doesn't that say a lot too? Yeah. This is not my time, this isn't, this is not, no, this is a time of something bigger and I need to start listening even more than I already was committed to coming out of quarantine. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know why this stuff is happening, but it it all feels like some weird universal calculation of detoxing even more. Listen, this is totally what I truly believe. I truly believe that if it wasn't for COVID and it wasn't for us sitting the fuck down for the past three months, no one would have woken up to this. Yeah. We had no option but to sit down and listen. Yeah. We had to be still. We had to be still in order to really address this shit. Right. And God, I hope this sticks. I really, yeah. and I mean, Faith had posted that um, thing on on Instagram. Jesus, I can't even think of words. <laughs> um, But like, guys, mm-hmm. we have come out of this. Do not Go back to normal. Right. Do not go back to normal. Yep. Because there is no normal anymore. Right. I agree. I'll read it. I'll read what yes. I posted because I thought it was a it was a really good quote and I really related to it. Yeah. So it said COVID-19 woke you up to taking care of your health. Shelter in place woke you up to appreciating the life you have. The recession woke you up to the importance of saving your money. The Black Life Matters movement woke you up to the power of taking action. You are awake now, and it will take a conscious decision and intentional work to stay awake. Don't let them rock you back to sleep. Yes. And it's super important. So earlier today, I went to the Black Lives Matter um, march and um, in Hamburg, and then we ended at Memorial Park and there were a bunch of speakers and they were amazing. Like what blows my mind is that these are kids putting these events together. It's incredible. It's so incredible. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like um, millennials and Gen Z get a real bad rap. But this that generation is what is going to change the world. I also think that generation needed this as much as any other generation, too. You know, because I I do think that um, the problem with younger generations or at least a stereotypical problem in the past. Yeah. Wasn't their open-mindedness. Wasn't their ability to adjust. It wasn't any of those things. That Mm. has always been a better generation, I feel like, socially and morally. Mm. The problem with that generation is a little bit of entitlement because things have been a little bit easier for them in some ways. And Mm -hmm. I guess things have also been harder for them in other ways. It's just that we can't relate to them because it's a different kind of easy and hard than what we had. Right. But it's easier because of how (sighs) we made it for them. Right. Thousand percent. But I think having this and having and seeing that generation kind of step up and go through all these things too. They're going to be better for it, too. We're all going to be better for it as long right. as we see the goal and we work together. Yeah. And like you, like we said, stay awake to what is going on out there. Yeah. And it doesn't. One of the main messages today was this doesn't end today. This doesn't end now. Like right. this work is it needs to continue. Yes. Because it doesn't just end because the protests are ending. Right. Or because there's not as many 
um, things going on. Right. Like, no, it has the work always has to keep going. This is what they've been, this is what the black communities have been pushing for for hundreds of years. And sad that this has to keep relapsing. Exactly. Exactly. It's like fucking Groundhog Day. I know. And I love Charlie Day posted who, you know, I love Charlie Day. (laughs) And he posted, you know what? He goes, I want to be really proud. I want to tell my grandkids that we were the generation that ended racism. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. All of that. Yeah. All of that. So we totally just dived into Black Lives I mean, Matter. It's but hard not to talk about it. It is hard not to so talk about it right now. Absolutely. So I'm going to start this off really light because I've seen, you know, you see all the protests happening and you see all these signs. And I'm always amazed by people's creativity with signs. Like I love it. It's so great. I'm like, yes. these people, this is amazing. But my favorite one was this sign this guy held up and it said, racism, close your legs amazing oh my God. literally spoke to me on so many levels <laughs> oh my god i love this it was just amazing uh, wait my favorite one okay hold on you have one because i just i love it yes so it says this is from uh my friend sarah did this and she wrote she's a white female and she wrote karen you have the power to stop this <laughs> And then she wrote in parentheses, it's okay for me to say this. I have friends named Karen. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so hysterical. Funny. So funny. But I think that is important, too, because, you know, and this is really crazy. So two things that I discovered, mm-hmm. like like Anna said, we've been doing a ton of education on our own and mm-hmm. on our own. And I've been listening to podcasts and I've been listening from black from the black community because. Yes. And I think that's a super important thing right yes. now is to like listen to the black community. And That's it's absolutely it's about. not their job right now to educate us. Yes. At all. Oh my God. But yes, it is you. educational to hear from that black community. The more I listen, the more I realize how out of touch I, I really was. To be honest with you, totally agree. And that's and that's a hard pill to swallow. It is because you think, oh well, I'm kind, I'm this, I'm that, I'm not racist. Like this is no. enough, and it's this not is how the system was built. So there's two things that I have learned that I found really interesting that are really obvious things, but again, it's like, oh, this is crazy. So I, I said this earlier, I think, because it may have been one of the times that we cut that footage. Ooh, I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. But one of the things I learned is that like the Black Life Matters movement, it's not going to matter until white people care. Yeah. Or people of other races. Like, that's the saddest part. Black Life Matters, that has always mattered to anyone who is black or a person of color. Exactly. It's not going to be effective until white people or people of other races also start to care. They are relying on us in the sense of this, like... Look at government. Look at look at politics. Our our country is led by mainly white males. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying one real interesting one. Yeah, but that's how our country is run. Yes. So until white people start to care about black lives mattering, mattering, I don't even think that's a word, but it's fine. Until we got on board, this movement didn't have the steam it needed to actually make a change that's the thing and like that is what the black community has been trying to say like Mm -hmm. so they have been this is gonna uh, i mean this is gonna take a weird turn here but so i did the speak up ride from peloton where tunde did it and she said 
and she is spot on with it. She said, black lives matter. They have always mattered. (laughs) Why are we talking about this now? Right. It is 2020. But like, this is the thing, like, and so, okay. Erase the fact that we have spent all of our lives being taught. Right. The wrong thing. Right. Okay. We understand that now. Now it's our job as adults to unlearn all that shit that we were taught. Absolutely. And to learn the actual truth. Yeah. It is up to us. And it is up to us to support the black community, support black owned businesses. Absolutely. Buy your books, whatever books you're buying to educate yourself, because I'm trying to buy like hard copies and stuff, which majority of them are sold out. They are sold out everywhere. So yeah. So I just started reading, um, white supremacy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I have like a laundry list of other books that I want to read too, because so what I want to say, because this is probably going to get released tomorrow, um, is, Black Publishing Power. So to demonstrate our power and clout in the publishing industry, Sunday, June 14th to Saturday, June 20th, we encourage you to purchase any two books by Black writers. Our goal is to black out bestseller lists with Black voices. Love that. Yeah. So we'll post this on our on our um, Instagram. And then we'll even give... Um, uh, recommendations on what books to yeah absolutely to purchase. we totally will do that yes and then the other thing that I found interesting mm-hmm. so going back on the Stasi thing there was a lesson that I learned from all of it it's just like moved me yeah no so what was funny was Stasi put an apology out there it was mm-hmm. pretty weak but it she was. wrote she it was but she wrote an apology and it was funny because again. I don't wish bad things on anyone. Mm -hmm. And again, we have a friend. Everybody has a friend that is fucked up really bad. And they're still your friend, right? right? Even though they did something really shitty. Yeah. You expect them to do the right thing and to do, you know. Right. So what was funny was I go on, I went on her Instagram, saw that she wrote an apology post. And then I saw like a lot of her friends, Taylor Strecker, a lot of the cast say, you know, you have a good heart. You'll be, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people coming down on them so hard. And so I was like, I don't get it though. Like, but they're her friends. Of course, they're going to send her nice things because mm-hmm. they support her and they love her. And of course, they're going to say it's okay. Like, whatever. So it was funny because I had this conversation with someone that is black and we had a whole conversation about it. And he explained it to me in a way that I was like, this now makes so much sense. And Taylor Strucker talked about this too on her show. Cause mm-hmm. she was like, I tried to like write a nice comment and got pretty much annihilated for it. Mm-hmm. And this makes sense. Yes. Tell me that apology was for the black community. So it is not our job as not being part of the black community community to accept that apology. So it would be like if someone who is a woman goes on and talk, like if someone or I'm sorry, if a male is writing, I apologize for doing something against a woman and all of his friends are like, dude, you're good. It's like that. Why you don't you don't accept the This apology is to women. You can't mansplain and take over the apology that's meant for me. 
Right. So that's, and I never thought of it that way. You yeah, know, I, I saw that on someone else's yeah. too. And I was like, I don't know why they're being so mean to Taylor Strecker, who's just supporting her friend. Cause that apology is not for her. Right. If someone who is, um, if someone had like, the point is, is that white people cannot say, or anyone of a different race, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're a good person, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Because that apology, the apologies that are out there are not for us to accept. Yes. It's for the black community. Yes. And and it took me a while to understand that because, again, I'm trying to unlearn and relearn. Right, right. But I thought that was another important lesson that I learned um, about this whole thing is that when we mess up, mm-hmm. and I, if I write an apology and, everyone, and Anna's like, it's okay, you're a good person. It's not for Anna. Right. It's and, and she can't accept that apology. It's not she shouldn't. Right. That's not for her to accept. And like I said, if it were sexism, it would be the same thing. If a man did something terrible to a bunch of women and he wrote an apology and all of his friends who are men were like, dude, you're good. We know you're a good guy. I'd be like, excuse mm-hmm. you. Sit down. This is not your exactly. apology to accept. We would. I'm a woman. Yeah. I'm going to accept that apology. Yeah. So until that was brought to me in that perspective, I didn't understand it. So again, kind of that like relearning and unlearning. Yes. But I, this brings me into a story that I was shared by my friend Lynn, and this is her friend. Mm-hmm. And she wrote this story and I'm really, I wish she would have made it shareable because I really wanted to share it. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about this story is it's actually a pretty light story mm-hmm. and it talks about systematic racism on such a basic level that anybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. So I want to share this story in mm-hmm. hopes that like it makes you understand why even on just the slightest, simplest level, our minds have to turn because they, they, it's, it's just the systematic way that we do things. Right. So her friend has, she is very well off. Mm-hmm. She has a Range Rover. She has a Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. So she was running errands and she really wants Starbucks. The only Starbucks she could go do was in a Target. Mm-hmm. So she runs into Target. She's got her big ass purse. She's got her shades on. She gets a Starbucks. And when she's walking out, and this just happened, and this is a true story. This isn't, this is true. Mm-hmm. When she was walking out, she was walking out the doors at the same time as a black male who was in workout gear. He had a ton of bags with him. They walked out at the same time and the sensors went off. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you do that awkward, like, like, what, what, like what do I do? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, All everybody stopped and everybody looked at him and she goes, I would have maybe not noticed that two weeks ago, but I noticed that they were looking at him. So then an employee came over, a young gentleman who is white, came over and said, sir, do you have a receipt for what you just purchased? Can I look through your bags? And she says, well, do you want to look at my purse? And he's like, no, ma'am, you're fine. He's like, let me just check his bags. So, you know, and it's a young kid. Mm -hmm. So they check his bags and she waited. And so when they walked out, she goes, I'm so sorry that they did that to you. And he looked at her and he said, would you have noticed that like 
two weeks ago? Or is this something, you know, and she goes, honestly, no, I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have even thought of it. And he goes, well, this is why these things need to happen. He goes, this is the change we need. We need people to just be woke to what is happening. And he gave her a huge hug, even though it was COVID, which he gave her a huge hug and he said, thank you. And then the funny part is she goes in her, she goes into her car and she was very upset by the whole thing. And she had stopped at a friend's house before and a friend gave her a gift and it was, it was jewelry. It was in her purse. Mm -hmm. She opens it up and realizes there's a fucking jewelry sensor on her jewelry. Up. So she goes, even worse, it wasn't him that triggered the sensors. It was me, but nobody asked the woman with the Louis Vuitton for her to look in her purse. She goes, and it was me. I was the one. And then she wrote, I 100% believe that the boy employee who went up to him is not a racist. He's not uh, uh, maliciously or intentionally racist. But this is where the problem is. It was an unintentional form of racism. He's not racist, but he's not anti-racist. Right. And and but the, that's where the problem is. He sees a white woman and a black male and he mm-hmm. asks the black male for his receipts. Right. So so that's like she was very awoke to that situation. I know the term woke gets thrown out there and people right. are like, but that is actually what it means. It means opening your eyes and yeah. taking the rose colored glasses off and seeing when these situations are happening and seeing for a change. And again, this is just a young kid. And he's just like, sir, can I just see your seats? There could have been a million reasons. It could have been because he was shopping at Target and she wasn't. Who knows? Right. But the bottom line is, is that this shit happens all the time. And being a black man or a black woman, you're always kind of accused of doing something first. If there's a white person doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's just one of the many times. And again, she said, she was this, this young man that came up to us was not an intention. He wasn't, he's not a maliciously racist person. It was an unintentional form of racism, but this is why it's a systematic form of racism. Yeah. Yes. And how many retail stores now have come out and said that they have code, which is disgusting, code names when when black or people, persons of color come into their store versus a white person, there is a code word that goes out on their walkie talkies so that they know to watch them. What? Yeah. But this is how it is. Yes. This is how it's always been. Right. And it's literally always been like this. And we're just now realizing this. It's You know what it is? It's that the white people and the other races are just learning this. Exactly. When black people have been dealing with this their whole life. Exactly. And it's Which really sad that it took this to happen for us to all fucking get a clue. Yeah. And I will say like, so one of the pages I follow, I follow Rachel Cargill. Mm-hmm. And also um, she has the great unlearn. So she has this whole education system that you pay for. Because this is her livelihood and this is her work. And she should not be fixing our fucking shit for free. Mm -mm. Um, And you like go through this course to like unlearn everything. And it's when, so (laughs) this is going to sound really stupid. And I recognize that as I'm saying it out loud. But when all of this started happening, the season of Outlander that I'm watching (laughs) was also like they were in the Americas in the 1700s and where slavery was happening, like Mm -hmm. where it was starting. And like when this was starting and not starting, but when like George Floyd was murdered Mm -hmm. and then I'm watching this too. And I'm like, this is all this holy shit. Like it's all stuff that we knew. I will say because even trying to talk to my kids, I'm like, well, you know that 
black people were slaves. Yeah. Like, you know, you were taught that in school. But here's the thing, like, and trying to explain this to my kids is like, that's super hard. It is. It's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. But what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I think I can speak on behalf of both of us where I will honestly say I apologize to any black person or any person of color that even for me, where I thought I was a fairly woke in tune kind person, mm -hmm. I'm sorry that it had to take this for me to start to actually feasibly understand how I need to change. I'm sorry that it got to this point for me to have to start making right. an intentional effort and putting the work in to start figuring out how to make your life better. That over all these years, just not being racist, not understanding that wasn't enough. Right. I apologize. I'm sure you right. do too. Oh, absolutely. You know, but I think the apology is in the work that you do now. From yes, now on. Absolutely. And how you react to things from yes. now on. And going back to Stassi one more time. Oh my God. <laughs> if she's listening to this podcast, which she's as not. she should. <laughs> <laughs> the best advice I can give to people who don't know what to do in and they're in a position where they're in they're overly financially privileged. Mm -hmm. I heard this on a podcast, um, and it was amazing. And they said sit down. They said, shut your mouth, open your wallet, mm -hmm. take your money and start investing in the causes and the people and that community and those type of things. If you don't know what to do, then fucking donate your money. If you can't donate right. your time or your ears or whatever, donate your money. Right. And, and if the change that you make in your life is just having uncomfortable conversations or realizing your mistakes and trying to make a difference, that's all it takes. Yes. And so one thing you can do that has been really helpful for me is follow the hashtag amplify melanated voices. So amplify melanated because there's two different, like sometimes when people hashtag it, they're hashtagging the wrong spelling. Mm. So it's M-E-L-I-N-A-T-E-D voices. If you follow that hashtag, it really takes you to like the people you should be following. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, I'm really proud of us for putting it out there on our podcast. Um, well, cause we should. <laughs> yes. Cause but I'm should. really proud of us. Right. Cause we should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of our job. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, well, let me reword that. I'm happy to be on a podcast that's putting it out there. Yeah. Let me reword that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So to wrap up season two <laughs> and our year. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wrapping up season two, wrapping up our first year of podcasting. It's been, it's been a wild ride there, Rafford. We are one years old. <laughs> year. Oh, oh Christ. God. Oh, I already messed it well, up. Some things are still the same. <laughs> <laughs> some things have changed. It's fine. <laughs> so just kind of, and I feel like we did a lot of that on um, the end of season one, but just kind of wrapping up, like it has been. It's been a crazy ass year. It has 2020 been a crazy in general year. has been a crazy ass yeah. year. Yeah. So I think, wow. So I think maybe lessons learned. Yes. <laughs> lessons learned. Number one, I mean, figure out how to use your fucking equipment. Yeah, Jesus. for sure. Yeah. Um, number one for me is the fact check. <laughs> Although mm -hmm. I'm not gonna mm -hmm. lie, 
if anybody recently saw Donald Trump gave a speech and there was a they were site live fact- that did live fact checking <laughs> while he was speaking, um, I did better than him. Should we hire an intern maybe to do that while we're... Oh, my <gasps> God. Could we have an intern? And when I say hire, I mean not pay. No, for sure. Like College Sonya credit. Morgan. College credit. We're totally going to Sonia Morgan them. <gasps> if anyone wants to intern with us, we will take you on. Yes. That would be amazing. Again, we're not going to pay you because... No, we we're not paying nothing. you. We're not. Yeah. Well, we make more than Sassy. And we need to fact check less than Donald Trump. So that's hashtag winning, if you yeah, ask me. Exactly. You could learn a lot. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We will totally take interns. Oh, my God. Maybe season three will be Anna Faith and the intern. <gasps> yes. This is amazing. We do have a third microphone. We do. Just throwing that out there. Oh, my God. That would be so exciting. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So free intern. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My lesson, um, one of them is fact checking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like when you think back to when we did this, it was a year ago and it's been a crazy ride. And I feel like we've gone through so many ups and downs, mm-hmm. luckily way more ups than downs. Right. Um, we've cried on this. Mm-hmm. We've laughed on this clearly. Yeah. Um, we've totally blown out mics on this, blown out <laughs> mics, blown out eardrums. I mean, totally shared way too much information about ourselves. Right. Never will we be ever allowed in any sort of job with politics or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've totally overshared. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, this has been such a cool journey. Yeah. And the only reason we're putting a pause on it is mainly because I'm going back to work. It's summer. Our kids Mm -hmm. are off. And we've been doing this for seven months. And we're ready for a little bit of a break. We're fucking tired. Yeah, we are tired. Yeah. You can tell, too, because I haven't gotten my Botox done. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's been a wild ride. Is there like, okay, so do you have like, not your favorite moment, but like what's the best thing that's come out of it or what's the biggest lesson you've learned? Um, I think, and you kind of touched on this before, but I think it's that in order for this to work, and I know we've said this before, but you have to be totally authentic. Yeah. And I think that we learned that in season one, Mm -hmm. but I think in season two, we kind of took it to another level. And I think that like, for both of us, I think that was a really huge step. And it was just, a. for me personally, I think it was just a matter of, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there because maybe someone will understand Mm -hmm. this or someone, this will resonate with someone. And it wasn't so much, um, there wasn't so much fear behind it. It was more of a, nope, this is how I feel. And this is what I'm going to talk about. And if somebody doesn't want to hear it, by all means, turn that shit off. Yeah. But if somebody does feel like, like, I can't be the only one who feels like this. Right. And I think that um, with season two, especially, it was much more. And I mean, granted, during this entire time, I was in yoga teacher training, too. (laughs) And I was doing my mediumship class. So I feel like. I have stepped out of like, this is who I am. Right. This is who I am. Right. And you can take or leave me. And if you want to leave me, by all means, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to not show up as myself. Right. Because this is what makes this work. Absolutely. So I think that that for me, like where I kind of like took the fear out of it and just showed up as myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of fucking awesome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Maybe that comes with turning 40 (laughs) and I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. 
I think so. I think the best thing kind of what you said is just our own personal evolution, like evolving in this whole Mm -hmm. process for Mm -hmm. sure. It's been different journeys for both of us. Right. Um, but for me, I know that like, you know, when we started this, I was like, Oh, I'm faith and I'm fun. And this is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. And what I love about having you as a partner having the topics we have had Mm -hmm. and having to be accountable for what I say, I think has taught me the biggest lesson of I've learned more this year Mm -hmm. than I have in a long time. I've learned to listen. It has brought out the parts of me that I love, but it's also made me have to come face to face with the parts of myself that maybe I was uncomfortable with or had room to grow. Um, because I never had to face it head on like that before. So I think for me, that has been the biggest thing is just the growth I've had. I mean, how many topics would you bring to me? And I'm like, I don't really know anything about that. I don't know. And I lived a life before this, which again, I didn't really realize where if I didn't know about it or I didn't want to go there, I just didn't. Right. Right. So this podcast has forced me to go outside of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. more than once I have a partner who clearly brings her a game on every level to every (laughs) podcast. So when you are with someone that is strong, it forces you to step up. (laughs) So you force me to step up my game. But I just think I learned. I'm like, I don't want to cry, but I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I grew a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of my inner fears or insecurities that I had about myself I'm learning how to overcome. So yeah, my really my evolution where your evolution of being vulnerable and getting over that fear, mm-hmm. that's been more recent for me because for me, this whole um, year has been more of come face to face to all of yourself and figure some shit out. Yeah, That's been what's been. But, but recently it's been talk about the things you're scared about talking about. Yeah. And, and move forward. Yeah. So that's been more of a recent thing. And that being said, in season three, what I'm excited about mm-hmm. is that I have a lot more courage to say how I feel about things and not worry about the repercussions. I've also don't care. Get ready. Right. <laughs> I also don't care if you like us or listen to us. Whereas season one, I was so overly focused on, the does everyone views? like me? Does yeah. everyone? And now I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not saying anything I regret. It's so beautiful to see that. Because I've literally watched you like yeah, get there. Yeah. And it's so incredible to see. And I would not be able to do it if I didn't have a trailblazer of a partner oh, who has said, you. don't Thank be scared you. of saying these things. This is our spot. This is our space. This is why we have this platform. Yeah. So now kind of taking what I've learned about myself and then feeling like I have the courage to talk about things I've never spoken about before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where I see us going season three for me personally. That's been my, my ride on this whole thing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's so sweet. <laughs> and we're going to get an intern. Yes. <laughs> I'm most excited about that. And maybe, maybe we'll like start to branch out on our social media. <laughs> I mean, don't I mean, get crazy. I mean, Don't I know. I just, I'm just trying to get Chris Evans on this. That's, oh God! I it's mean, been my my goal. I really appreciate. Like, you are a very it's good. Been friend. my goal. 
very good friend. There is more that comes out about him. And I'm like, they are soulmates. How do I make this happen? <laughs> I'm trying to manifest this shit so badly for you. Thank you. So badly. That, I mean, that makes my heart <sighs> so happy. So speaking of guests, mm-hmm. so we have been promising something. And unlike most of the promises we break, we're actually going to keep this one. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have a first anniversary birthday. Yeah. Birthday anniversary. I don't know. <gasps> birth anniversary. Wait. We forgot our biggest weight. What? What is it? That we were mixed up for a lesbian couple on our anniversary <laughs> dates. How did we forget this? This should have been our first weight. What? Nobody's even listening now. We're like an hour and a half in. This is the best story. I cannot believe we forgot to talk oh about this. God. This really is the best story. This is. Oh, okay, God. You have to, I, how did we? Okay. Oh, so we okay. all know restaurant patios have opened. Yes. So Faith had a reservation. She made a reservation at the Grange. <laughs> I'm fairly certain she was going with Dan, but then she asked me to go. No, I never was. I, I love it. I love that you just made a reservation. I made like a reservation. No and you're like, you made a reservation. I'm like, yeah, can you come? Yeah. I was like, and Dan's uh, like, oh, yeah, I oh, I saw in our family calendar. We're going to the Grange. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's not for you. No, I was like, that's for Anna. It's our one year anniversary. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so Faith was like, oh my God, we'll go for a one year anniversary. I'm like, I don't have the boys. This is great. So we went out into public. You guys, no big deal. I put on real pants, <laughs> a full face of makeup. Yes. I had clean hair <laughs> and a bra on. And that's. I still haven't gotten to And that our reservations were at 845. <laughs> they were. Where normally at that time, my body is like, what, what is going? No, we're, we're shutting down at this time. Like, yeah. what are you doing? What is all up on your titties right now? Yeah. Like, get, get your boobs were crying. Yeah, they were like, exactly. oh, <laughs> there's no elastic here. Um, so yeah, we got, I wore chunky heels, which Apparently, I'm that person now who wears chunky heels. I love it. I'm here for it. Super hard to wear, by the way. You have to step very carefully in those. You have to watch the crevices. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We got all dolled up. (laughs) And we went out and we had our first anniversary dinner. I don't know if it's because, like, they realize that, like, restaurants aren't just open. I mean, I I think they actually will be this week. But as of this point, they weren't. So I think they assume that anyone going out, they're going to take advantage of this reservation and go out with whoever they want to go out with the most coming out of quarantine. Right. And for me, that was Anna. (laughs) I love you. Mainly because I was like, Anna has been essentially single mom in quarantine for three months with her children. And she needs this more than anybody that I know. I sure do. Yeah. So we decided to go out and we had a very young, enthusiastic waitress. She's so sweet, man. She She, remembered us, which I appreciated. She is very sweet. Mm -hmm. And I'm fairly certain she thought we were on a date. Yes. Well, it didn't help that Faith ordered for us. <laughs> I or, Well, I knew that they had like rules, like make sure you put your whole order in right when they get there. So it's less times they have to come to the table. So I'm like, Anna, I called her before. I'm like, you need to know what you want to order. We need to order it first. Which, like, We're going to order it right away. Bitch, I knew what I wanted yeah. a week before this. Right. So like when the waitress came, she's like, are you guys set? I'm like, yeah, she's getting this. I'm getting this. We're getting this. Mm-mm. This is our order. Mm-mm. No. No, you said we'll We're, take. Oh, we'll take. And then I listed our food. So, and then we ordered the same drink. 
which also didn't help things because it wasn't like a normal drink. It was, well, it was a dirty martini because obvi, that's what I drink. Oh but I mean, we both ordered a Tito's dirty martini <laughs> on the rocks. Also didn't help things. So she starts bringing our food out and we started noticing right from the beginning. She assumes we're splitting everything. Yeah. Yeah. She brings out two plates, yeah. two things. And so she's uh-huh. like, here you go. Here's course one. Uh-huh. And then the funny thing is, Anna was ordered the course one that came out was Anna's entree meal. that she yeah. wanted for her meal. <laughs> that was my meal. And I was the only one that actually technically ordered an, an entree. Uh-huh. So the first part comes out. <laughs> Anna eats it. I'm not eating because I saved a few I for the end. And that's not what I was eating. Right. Then the second course came out, which was the appetizer we were splitting. Yeah. So then I did get to eat at that point. But then I'm like, what? I kind of was holding off because I'm like, well, where's my food? So Anna's now like eating her foods out. I'm like, oh, we're waiting. And I keep seeing her look over. I'm like, she she thinks we're sharing everything. Anna's like, what? I'm like, I think she's waiting for us to finish before she brings back. I don't think she realizes that like that is your food. Right. And what we're waiting for is my food. And we're kind of like having to get, I'm like, do you think she thinks we're like lesbians and we're sharing everything? I mean, she easily, easily could because we literally said it's our anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So she probably thought we're lesbians. So then she brings out my entree, which has been cut in half <laughs> into two plates. And she comes out so happy and proud oh. of herself. Oh my God. She was so cute. She was so she cute. Was and she's so like, cute. here's the entree. And we pre-split it for you guys. So here's yours and here's yours. And we hope you have a great night. And she was like overcompensating for like, I don't know. She was so sweet. The best part was Faith ordered a burger. So I'm like, sweet. Yeah. So Anna got a burger. No, No, she didn't. didn't I didn't eat that. I I did eat some potatoes. Yeah. But I was like. (laughs) She totally thinks we're a couple right now. Like, for sure. I'm like, sure. this is great. So everything's coming out being split. And then she's, like, in the doorway and everyone's looking out. They're like, oh, how cute. And I'm like, they think we're a lesbian couple right now. This is what is I going down. I mean, but down. anyone who knows us there knows. But nobody who knows us there was outside where mm. they could have corrected that. I feel she was not new. Like, I feel she like wasn't new, she was new, but me and you together see her all the time. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, think she, I'm not yeah. mad if people think I'm with you. I mean, I'm not either, but it was just very funny. Clearly, so, we hit the jackpot. Right. Clearly. So then she's like, oh, how about dessert? And I'm like, I don't want dessert. So Anna's like, I want dessert. However, Anna, who had first dinner <laughs> like two hours before this was like, I'll have dessert. Yeah. Well, mainly because I was allergic to the desserts. If I wasn't allergic, yeah. I would have had one. Right. Right. So she, so Anna orders dessert, <laughs> not me, not both of us, yeah. not like, Oh honey, that sounds good. Yeah. Just Anna. Yeah. So then she goes in the back and then friends of ours come over who were there eating mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh, Oh, this is nice. I'm like, I am like fairly certain our waitress thinks we're out on a date right now. And they're like, why? I'm like, she keeps bringing everything and it's already split. And and she's real happy for us. And we keep saying anniversary. And I just think she doesn't realize. I think she thinks we're a lesbian couple. They're like, oh, you guys are funny. I'm sure that's not it. Whatever. So out she comes. Yeah. With ice cream, which isn't really something that you split so much. It was an ice cream sandwich. It was an ice cream sandwich. But she comes out and she's like, here's dessert. And And gives us both silverware. Both silverware, two different garnishes. It's split in half. (laughs) And our friends just about lost their shit 
We couldn't even say thank you because we were laughing so hard. Oh I'm like, she literally split our dessert. Like, she literally cut everything separate. It was so cute. It was the nicest thing ever. And she was the sweetest ever. But yes. I was like, pretty sure that my lesbian friend and I were out on a date. My lesbian girlfriend. Right. Celebrating our anniversary. Yeah. Which... Yeah. Like I said, I'm not mad about that. <laughs> but on that note, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> and we are going to have the Zoom. Yes. One year anniversary party mm. for Let's Just Go For One. Woo-hoo. And we are inviting all of you guys to join. Mm-hmm. We have two weeks. It yes. is going to be Sunday. Let me get the date because I can't give wrong information. June 28th. June 28th. What time do we want to do? I don't know. What do you think? 8.30? Eight? Yeah, let's do 8. 8 p.m. happy hour, June 28th. That's not happy hour. That's like actual drink hour. (laughs) Anniversary party. (laughs) (laughs) June 28th for one hour because I don't think I have the pro. (laughs) I actually have someone that's pro, so we'll we'll make it work. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna or else ha- it's gonna be 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, or it's gonna be 39 minutes. So uh-huh. you better be there. Uh-huh. But we are gonna put all the information on our social media. Yes. We are inviting everybody who's a let's just go for one fan. Yes. Totally. We're so excited. I expect our international fans to step it up. I don't care if it's 3 a.m. <laughs> your time. I need to get some Australian accents on this phone call. <laughs> We are going to work over the next two weeks of trying to get some special guests on. Yes. Some of our guests that we had on the podcast at some point. Right. Um, but yes, let's just go for one. One year anniversary party. So exciting. Sunday, June 28th, yes. 8 p.m. And guys, we are signing off for season two. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so, so much for everything. Thank you for creating a space for us to be able to talk like this. And you actually like. Yeah, kind of appreciate it. Even when we speak incorrectly. Yeah, that's just for me. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I have to. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Start recording now. Press record. Yellow. Hello. Hello. How's it going? We may be really loud or really quiet. Is this thing supposed to be up? I don't know. We'll let's, find out. Let's let's just talk for a second, and then we're gonna then we're gonna. Talk. Oh, oh, that sounds wait. much better. It's in both headphones. Oh my God, you're right. Oh, (laughs) wait, what? And this is, wait. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. This is the headphones. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And now we can hear perfectly. And we are so much louder. So where's where's the main volume? Okay, yeah, turn that thing down.